Feedstock, we started the business about a little bit over five years ago. And it was started by Charlie Henderson and myself. Um, both of us are fairly seasoned people in the financial services industry. Uh, Charlie was on the, on the sell side for his whole career and I was on the buy side. And I think with most companies at this early phase, you, you, you start with an idea or you start with a problem that you, you know very well. And the one that we came across and that sort of troubled us for quite a large part of, of our career was the fact that these sides of the market communicate with each other very inefficiently. So Charlie, being on the sell side, would, would try and get a deal where he would call 100 different people who would connect with maybe 10 and maybe two of them would be interested in buying what, what he was uh, selling at the time. You know, 98% inefficiency ratio was not easy. I, on the other hand, would get 800 emails every single day and perhaps 30 to 35 of them would be, would be of interest to what I was doing at that very moment in time. So we realized you know, it's an industry that has extremely valuable information, but very often too much of it is sent from one side to the other. It's not specific. And a tremendous amount of time is, is wasted also with manual processes. That was our initial problem set. We went away and we, we spoke with a very well-known data scientist who is now also on our advisory board, a guy called Riccardo Sabatini. And he said, listen, all you need to do, which is... Wasn't, you know, it was quite a, an ambitious thing, is, is to be able to understand the data flow that moves from one side to the other. And, and within that is, is obviously you know, a lot of extremely valuable information to help with these processes. So we started off building our system around a buy-side use case, which was very topical at the time, which focused on, on MIFID 2 and specifically the, the research tracking component. And uh, just to run you through the, you know, the, the process there, what firms had to do is to understand how research was being consumed across many multiple pipes coming into, into the buy side. So research comes in the form of email, portals, um, aggregators, meetings, telephone calls, et cetera. And thinking through what the impact would be on the fund manager's life, all of a sudden, this person would then have to manually start pulling out all of these data events and put them together in a place where a compliance can have a look at them and they can validate their payments. And that was a tremendously disruptive component. So we built a system that automatically extracts all of that information from these various data pipes and presents them on a, on a dashboard, runs uh, analytics over them, runs an AI system over them to understand insights from that. And the most important component, they don't trouble the analyst or the fund manager one iota. And that was our, our initial product. So you're using AI to simplify or to focus the data that's being provided? We do a little bit of both. In every corporation, for whatever reason, there sits a huge amount of latent data. And, and that number is, is, is getting bigger you know, every single day. Many firms don't really have the ability to analyze that data. And within those, especially between in the human to human communications, is a tremendous amount of value. Going back to my example as, as a fund manager, I mean, I would, I would receive these 800 emails and, and 35 of them were, were very interesting to me and the rest was not all that interesting. But there may be something extremely valuable in that that I can't consume, that I don't have time to look at, that a system uh, such as ours can extract. And, and we can understand, you know, this is one sort of small example of how we add value. So what we do is we, you know, for the buy side use case, we do solve very specific compliance point, and we do that completely in an automated, non-disruptive way. But when you're sitting in these communication pipes, there's a tremendous amount of additional value that you can add to that, including extracting large amounts of data that a human can't consume, uh, understanding how teams work, understanding where value is being delivered into, into the buy side, giving 
I said, an element of where they can cut costs without impacting the value coming into the business. So th there's a huge amount of use cases that using AI you can, you can extract from this huge latent data set. It sounded to me at one point almost uh, that what you were describing was very similar to what we used to say about advertising back in the day, that 95% of the money was wasted, but nobody knew which 95%. And it, and it was only the 5% that actually hit home and people were interested in. And your example of all the emails you were getting and the small number that you were interested in. But of course, you, you're, what you're actually talking about is the data in that 95% that you can't consume, that, but is still going to have nuggets of gold in it. That is exactly right. And then perhaps this is a good time to, to talk about the, the other side of the system. So we, we, we built the, the buy side component first um, that specifically solved this Mifid use case. Uh, and we were then approached by a firm on the sell side who, who also said, listen, we have the same problem coming from our side. We, we want to be relevant to our clients. We want to make sure that we're not that firm that sells them, sends them 95% of stuff that they're not interested in, especially with you know, the new uh, environment created by Mifid, the pressure on fees, uh, the need to be able to separate research into a totally separate service that they provide. Is, you know, it's all the more important that they're relevant and that they add value to their clients. And currently, the systems that they have in place are very much based around CRMs. And as you well know, CRMs are, you know, require a huge amount of manual input. So every time you have an interaction with a client, you, you, you put those, those notes in the system. Those notes quite quickly become irrelevant because they're outdated. And so the system that we built, again, using exactly the same core technology, it sits in all the communication pipes that the sell side used to communicate by side. And we, you know, we can then understand exactly who is opening the, the various pieces of research they send. Do they care about the things that you sent them on oil services and a lot less on pharmaceuticals? Would they benefit from having the oil services analyst sent to their offices so they can speak? And giving you sort of, it works a little bit like, like a real-time CRM system, giving you active, actionable insights um, that allow you to service your clients in, in, in a far more efficient manner. What about the use of advanced NLP technology? What does this do for you? Well, because we, we work uh, principally in the field of, of human to human communications. So this is you know, everything around language uh, and be that in, in, a, in an email, in a, in a Bloomberg chat communication, we need to understand how, how language is being used and, and using natural language processing, it allows us to, to, for example, to classify, sticking to the email thing, to classify large amounts of email into what they, what they are. I mean, is it actually research or is it personal? And that's obviously a very important distinction that we have to draw because we don't want to be putting personal information into these systems. So we have a very robust filter that is able to separate one from the other. It's close to 98% accuracy. But then within research, for example, you know, was it a bespoke piece of research? Was it generic research that's sent to 6,000 other clients? Uh, was a model sent out? You know, was this about a deal? Is this about a specific event? And that allows you to then bucket these things uh, to, to completely granularly understand what kind of service you're, you're, you're getting and also to understand the value of that service, both from the, you know, the, the sender and the recipient. Have you been able to quantify how much productivity has improved as a result of using this kind of technology? Yes, we have. And, and, and I think, you know, if, if you break it down into, into the, the main components, the first thing is, is to get all this information in, in a fully automated way. So you're, the first thing you're doing is, is you're removing the manual inputs. And, and that you know, already gives you a, a tremendous amount of additional time. CRM systems don't need to be, uh, you know, can be 
populated by our automatically generated data flow. For example, you know, you're extracting latent data from systems where you couldn't do it in the past, and you're creating a totally objective data set. So there's no more, you know, when, when a human being puts something into a CRM system, it's, there's always going to be an element of subjectivity. We are taking actual real-time actionable data from these systems that has no subjective input. For the buy side, one of the things that we are helping them with is to protect them from research inducements. These are obviously, if, if a firm receives free research and they act on that, that can be seen as an inducement, and that is something that the regulators will find them for. So we have, uh, with all of our buy side clients, re- reduced the inducement risk by, by 90% by being able, again, using the NLP to classify what is research and what isn't, and is the research on a, uh, on a whitelist or is on a blacklist of what they should and shouldn't be received. So that immediately allows them to to take a lot of, you know, they have a lot of compliance people who would manually have to sift through these emails to get the same sort of results. So that there's an immediate impact there. Also from the buy side on the value proposition, understanding where you get value and being able to selectively cut your research provider list has allowed some of our firms to, to reduce their research spend by up to 50%. For the sell side, I mean, clearly they are sending you know, a lot of the high-frequency spoke information that's being sent to clients is, is a chargeable event. Uh, you know, they've spent extra time specifically for that client on that, and these things don't always get called. So our system that can automatically capture that, we're able to, to, to increase the, the amount of chargeable events by, by 3x using, using our system as well. And, and there's, you know, there's a host of, host of other examples um, I, I can go into as well, but it has immediate sort of impacts on cost uh, and immediate impacts on, on revenue as well.